feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking And tonight on The Rita Cosby Show, all eyes are now on New Hampshire. And boy, has it been busy for President Trump. He wins Iowa, as we know, by a landslide. Then he goes to court in New York. Then he goes to New Hampshire. Now he's back in court in New York. And by the way, today, a lot of theatrics. This is in the E. Jean Carroll case. That's the woman who claims that he assaulted her in Bergdorf Goodman's years ago, that big department store. And in this particular case today, the judge said, uh, I'm thinking about throwing you out, Mr. President. And he said, I would love that. <laughs> He's like baiting the judge. Because as E. Jean Carroll was testifying, he was saying, you know, no, shaking his head, a whole bunch of stuff. And the judge finally said, I've had it with your client to the attorney. And then he looks at the client, President Trump, and says, uh, I am planning on throwing you out of here. So it's getting quite dramatic in the courtroom. And needless to say, President Trump, if you think you have a busy day or a crazy day, it's nothing compared to what he's dealing with. Between everything that's going on in the presidential races, of course, now it is in earnest because we had Iowa, which was, of course, a huge win for the president. 51 percent. Wow, what a commanding lead. Now he is on to New Hampshire, where it looks like it's a tighter race, but he is still very well ahead of Nikki Haley. You look at some of the polls, he's 20 points plus in some categories, depending on the polls that you're looking at. It is a little bit tighter, but uh, not that much tighter right now. But then you never know. Nikki Haley is working hard, trying to see what she can do. DeSantis, again, popping into New Hampshire, going back into South Carolina. But the race is on. In earnest fashion, and it certainly is in busy fashion. And yet, with all the craziness that President Trump has had to deal with, courtesy of all the Democrats throwing everything at him, you have to listen to what Kamala Harris, the vice president, had to say today, uh, because she seems to think that it's all Trump, that the problems here are surrounding Trump, and God forbid President Trump gets elected again. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you're going to go after the other side, sure. because some heavy hitting uh, Democrats are sounding the alarm behind closed doors. Uh, President Obama reportedly has said that he thinks the Biden campaign is too complacent when it comes to Trump. Uh, Representative Jim Clyburn has said the campaign isn't breaking through the MAGA wall. Um, Michelle Obama says she's terrified, as we are. Uh, about the potential outcome of the election. Now, are, are you scared, first of all, what could happen if Trump ever became, God forbid, president again? And what are you going to do to stop the crazies? I am scared as heck. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm traveling our country. You know, there's an old saying that there are only two ways to run mm. for office, either without an opponent or scared. So on all of those points, yes, we should all be scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as we know, and certainly this is a, a table of very powerful women, 
we don't run away from something when we're scared. We fight back against it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right? So, right? Yeah. Uh, so many of us know when we are scared for the future of our children, do we then stay in bed with the covers over our head? Nope. No. We can't. <laughs> we can't. Cannot. No. We cannot. No. And this is where this election requires, rightly, that President Biden and I and, and all of us who are part of this administration, we got to earn re-election. There is no question. So let me get this straight. Kamala Harris, who is, quote, our border czar, who has barely ever been to the border, has done the worst job that you can ever imagine as a border czar, along with Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, Not even asked, by the way, really too much about the border today, a little bit, but we'll get to that in a moment because, of course, she pointed the finger at Republicans. But here she is on The View with the women who feel the same way she does and probably think that Kamala Harris is doing the greatest job. And if she isn't, and if she's being criticized for it, it's because of her skin color, like Claudine Gay, all these things that we keep hearing about constantly. And yet Kamala Harris is saying she's scared as heck. And boy, we have to stop those crazies, meaning President Trump and anybody who supports President Trump. So much for being a vice president of all the people. So much for being on a ticket of, quote, unity and common sense. I mean, to me, this was abhorrent. It was absolutely abhorrent. And where were the people on The View? Yeah, most of them obviously think the same way as Kamala Harris. But once in a while, you get a little bit of a voice of reason in there. Where were they coming out and going, "Um, excuse me, Miss Vice President, uh, don't you, aren't you in charge of the border? When speaking of crazy, some of your answers have been downright crazy. Don't you think weaponizing the Justice Department against your leading competitor, you and the president, your leading competitor, don't you think that that's crazy? That's overreach? No, but for some reason, they want to sell us that they're the voice of calm, the voice of reason. Do you feel that way when you look at the protests in the street? Do you feel that way when you look at the world on fire? And you're seeing ISIS now rearing its ugly head and Al-Qaeda rearing its ugly head. The Hootsies all the time continuing to fire on U.S. troops and also other commercial vessels in the Red Sea. The Hamas, look what's happening with them and these horrible things that they're doing to Israel. The Hezbollah, of course, militia that are there in the northern part, right there in Lebanon, firing into Israel. All of that is downright, that's what I call chaos. And having 10 million people coming into America that aren't vetted, that's what I call chaos. That, to me, is unbelievable. That, to me, is what I call crazy. But if you listen to Kamala Harris, it's a choice between sanity and insanity. Here's more of the craziness from Kamala Harris. We are in the month of January. We've got 10 months to go until the election. Mm -hmm. And increasingly, and you've seen it even just this week, um, we are all starting to narrow in on what this election will mean. And frankly, in the midst of so many big issues challenging our world that, you know, are not binary, you know, it's not just one side or the other. On this one, there's a split screen that you can throw up and see. And it's going to be the choice between... What is about uh, respecting our democracy? What is about competence versus chaos? 
respecting our democracy. President Trump is in court almost every single day of the week, and he's also campaigning. And he's dealing with all this barrage, whether it comes from Alvin Bragg or whether it comes from Jack Smith, who is a complete partisan, whether it comes from all these other different directions. Fannie Willis, all the revelations that are coming out about her and her alleged lover and how he was she was paying him more. He wasn't qualified, but she put him there, paid him a lot more than the guy who was qualified. That's what I call chaos, and that's what I call weaponization. But if you listen to Kamala Harris, she's got her little talking points. Uh, Listen to this. A person running to become the commander-in-chief who is admitting he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Mm -hmm. These issues in terms of how we are doing on a daily basis and how our democracy in our country is doing are inextricably linked. A person running. A person running and saying that Trump would weaponize the Department of Justice. That is shocking after what we have seen thrown against President Trump with 91 counts. And for them to sit there and say, well, he's the one who's going to weaponize uh, and trying to rewrite history. Maybe they hope if they say it over and over and over again, somebody will believe them. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Al in Yonkers. Uh, Al, can you believe Kamala Harris? No, I can't. Hi, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I just wanted to point out, no, I can't. You know, a lot of times the vice president on the ticket, uh, you know, they come out and they're the ones who uh, throw the punches. Uh, We've seen that in different campaigns through modern times. We saw that with Spiro Agnew. We saw that in 76 when Ford dropped Rockefeller to appease the conservatives and put on Bob Dole. And Bob Dole became the the person out there to uh, make all the noise. But, uh, you know, Kamala Harris, as the vice president, she basically has been sidelined, and I'm sure she's not happy about it. And there's always talk that they might dump her, but then again, they might dump Biden, too. So we'll see what happens. But I agree with you, uh, all you what you pointed out. Yeah. Now, what do you think? Now, do you think she is being groomed? You know, what? you know, one thing I will say, Al, when I watched her today, she didn't have her, I always call her cackles, you know, with her crazy yes. little cackling laugh, yes. which yes. I hate. As a woman, it's like, yes. oh, my God, please, like, don't, don't, don't uh, ruin our chances to be vice president again. You know, my God, you know, because, you know, it's so embarrassing. And I would say that if it's a man or a woman. But um, I felt that today, even though I thought what she was saying was a bunch of hogwash, to put it kindly, uh, I thought she at least seemed to be a little more polished in her message. She didn't have that little stupid laugh. Um, she didn't kind of go, uh, 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 like it looked like she kind of like went through a lot of media training, like they were preparing her. I don't know if you saw it, but, it, but or yeah, you could even hear it. What did you think? Yeah, I caught a glimpse of it just from other shows that, that she today, uh, you, uh, you're pointing out when she was on The View, correct? Yes. Yeah, I don't usually watch The View, but I saw it on one of the uh, networks, uh, Fox, uh, you know, a clip of it. And I agree with you. She seemed to be assertive. Uh, she seemed to be serious. And uh, she seemed to be polished and speaking well. Yeah, she did do better. I mean, and I think uh, someone must have given her a big talk like, listen, if you want to stay on this ticket, 
Uh, you better like you better get your act together because you have even worse numbers uh, than the number one, uh, which is pretty incredible. Uh, but Al, thank you very much for your perspective. I do agree. I think they've been sidelining her, and I think someone gave her a big message like she's got to get it together, and she better wake up and get at least on message. And just like you said, that attack dog style. Um, they are trying to kind of groom her a little bit because Biden, as we have seen, is doing his sort of basement attack dog style, if you will. You know, he'll throw a little barb out there and then uh, gets uh, has Jill kind of pull him off to the stage to show him which way to leave. You know, he's got his kind of his canned line over and over again. So he can't really be the attack dog. So he needs somebody a little more coherent. Clearly, she wasn't the one, but they're trying to at least groom her to somewhat be. And let's see where it goes. I'm not fully convinced uh, that he or Kamala Harris will be on the next ticket. Uh, Maybe she's VP. You know, maybe she's still fighting to keep on VP. Uh, I never see her being the number one on the ticket. I I think it's a question. I still am not sure that he might not get replaced by like a Gavin Newsom or a Michelle Obama or somebody. It's just he just looks like he's like about to fade any second. And they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink at President Trump, and he's still standing, and he's still going up in the polls, and he's winning handily, as we saw in Iowa and elsewhere. And when you see that, uh, you know that they're going, uh, uh-oh, uh, what are we doing, you know? Uh, what can we do to change this one? 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, and you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, I'm not sure if she ever had her touch. We are talking about the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Uh, but boy, she does know how to spin. And she was like spinning like a top today on The View because every which way but loose, it was like, oh, it's the Republicans' fault. It's the Republicans' fault. Joe is the greatest. Joe is spry as a chicken. I mean, that was a new one when I heard that one. And in fact, I want to play that. Uh, This is cut number six. And this is Kamala Harris uh, on The View today. And they said, you know, is it a problem with Joe's age, Joe Biden's age? And she wants us to believe that he's like a triathlete. Listen to this one. Why is Biden getting the bad rap and not Trump? I don't get it. 
Well, first of all, let me just address the issue directly, I, because I spend a lot of time with our president, be it in the Oval Office, the Situation Room, you name it. We have a president in Joe Biden who is forward-thinking in a way that we've not seen in a long time. He's forward-thinking more like we've ever seen in a long time. Uh, and by the way, the question was, uh, what about his age? What do you say to people about his age and the issues? And, you know, what's your answer to that? Oh, he's forward thinking. That was the answer. Uh, if somebody says somebody's old as dirt. Oh, no, no, no. They're forward thinking. You know, that person there uh, in a wheelchair who's 107, they're forward thinking. You know, By the way, uh, there's a lot of 107-year-olds. I'd rather have, I think, in the White House than who we're having now, especially if they were a World War II veteran. I have them any day of the week. That I definitely want them there in the White House. 1-800-848-9222. I'm laughing because it's just, it is unbelievable. Let's go to Susan in upstate. Susan, can you believe this one? I, I just can't imagine that... This individual who's charging Donald Trump for this, she originally charged him for rape. Oh, you're um, you're talking about E. Jean Carroll, right? The E. Jean well, Carroll okay. case. Okay. Okay. I don't even want to say her name. It just, just makes me nauseous. Yeah, I just, by the way, I just wanted to clarify because we were talking about Kamala Harris, that you're talking about oh, the trial. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. I, I, she's she's okay. charged him with a lot of things, but she hasn't charged him with that, all right? But go oh, ahead. Okay. Thank <laughs> you so much. Uh, thank you for this segue, darling. You're the best. You're welcome. So, I, I just can't get over this. This individual uh, uh, that has charged Donald Trump with this heinous crime. She cannot even say the year that happened, the month, the date. And, and he's never, it, it, how can they even establish that he ever even met her? He didn't even say he was never been in that store except for fundraisers. Well, and here's the issue. I think there is a picture of them together, but I think he said he didn't remember because he takes pictures with a lot of people. And I have a lot of questions. My opinion, it is odd because she says it happened in a dressing room in a busy department store. What? Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And Goya Cares does so much to protect human life, to protect our borders, to protect also those who are victims of human trafficking. Be sure to check out GoyaCares.com. And tonight, a very powerful story coming from Cambridge, Vermont, where an incredible life-saving rescue was caught on body cam video after a Vermont state trooper dove into an icy pond to save a young girl. And it happened just a few weeks ago. Vermont State Trooper Michelle Archer responded to a home in Cambridge 
after a report that an eight-year-old girl and her six-year-old sibling had fallen through the ice and into a pond on their property while playing. Archer, who was on patrol in the area, luckily, was able to get to the pond in less than five minutes after the call and quickly dove into the very frigid, icy waters with a rope and flotation device to rescue the child. The other child had already been rescued by a nearby homeowner. Archer was able to successfully bring the child out of the water and hand her off to another trooper, Keith Coat who took her to a waiting ambulance for treatment. While the girl's injuries were initially thought to be life-threatening, police said the girl has since made a full recovery and returned home. Thankfully, the other child, as I mentioned, was successfully recovered, and Trooper Archer was also, get this, amazingly uninjured during the harrowing rescue. It's incredible. If you get a chance, go online and see this footage. My jaw dropped when I saw it. It is so powerful and so inspiring. And both troopers, Archer and Coat, have been praised for their immediate response and also incredibly heroic conduct and have now been recommended to receive the agency's life-saving award. And boy, when you see their actions, boy, do they deserve it. It is amazing and a great reminder of the incredible work our men and women in blue do every single day. Well, we are talking about Kamala Harris, who did an interview today for the record books. And boy, she couldn't stop swiping at President Trump at every single turn. Uh, Listen to this. Here she talks about the border And now she blames it on Republicans as opposed to her being in charge of the border and doing nothing. What are you doing to work with Republicans to try to solve this issue once and for all? We offered a bill. We have offered that there would be, in the Senate, we have offered that there will be bipartisan work to fix it. It literally was the first bill we passed. And I think it's critically important that we understand that there are petty politics at play on this issue as much as anything. We need solutions. The solutions are at hand. We have to work on them together. We have offered, for example, that in our security package coming up, $14 billion that we would like them to approve to address address this issue. And Senate Republicans support it. So, hey, let's all participate in solutions if we want to call ourselves leaders. Uh, Hey, let's just seal the border. What about that? That is such a bunch of gobbledygook and so ridiculous. But that's what we're going to be hearing over and over again. You know that they gave her the message and said, "Okay, keep repeating this over and over again. And then they asked her a little bit more about the border because the border is one of the top issues, if not the top issue, depending on various polls for voters. It was the top one in Iowa for voters who said they care about the border and immigration. You look at the New Hampshire polls, different part of the country, obviously, different voters, more independent. But their economy and border immigration, neck and neck, they're close to the northern border where there have been a lot of people that have crossed that have been on the terror watch list. So it's a huge issue all over the country. And listen to her doing a little more spinning when she's asked again, and she blames the GOP. Do you think this is a crisis, and what is being done to address the root causes of our immigration problems? I think the segue couldn't be more perfect because, I, listen, first of all, everyone knows our immigration system is broken. Right. Okay. 
the first bill that we dropped, the first bill that we offered right after inauguration was to fix the immigration system, a comprehensive plan to deal with the immigration system. Do you think they've taken it up? No. We want solutions. The solutions are at hand. But frankly, we're in an election year, and the folks who want to return Donald Trump to the White House would prefer to talk about a broken immigration system instead of focusing on the solutions that are at hand. That is such a lie because what they are offering is very minimal. And most of it is to continue the processing so they can get more here, so they can have more in the country. That's not border security. And I don't think that Republicans should sell out. There are some in the Senate who've talked about it, and there should not be a deal. It should be, here's let's do what's right for the country. Come together, but do what's right for the country. Don't just piecemeal it and say, okay, uh, we did a little thing, a little Band-Aid. There is a huge problem at the border. It is an astounding number of people that are crossing the border, so much more than under President Trump. It is just, it's incomprehensible. And to me, that is an enormous issue. And I'm glad that the American public, whether they live in Iowa or they live in New Hampshire, and I'm sure those in South Carolina and everywhere else are looking at that wide open southern border and are scared to death because we have no idea who's coming through. And right now it looks like no solution. And the only thing that the Democrats want to do in the White House is say, oh, well, uh, the Republicans aren't accepting our tiny little piecemeal offer because they don't want piecemeal. And I'm really happy to hear that in the last few hours, there were meetings today with House Speaker Johnson. And so he goes to the White House and was listening to the president. It's the right thing to do that they're listening. I'm glad sides are talking. Uh, But he comes out and he said, listen, they're trying to get some deal. Now they're throwing in Taiwan funding. They're throwing in, obviously, Ukraine, Israel funding. And he came out and said, our priority should first be the border. Let's first get that solved. Then we're willing to talk about the importance of supporting Ukraine, the importance of supporting Taiwan, and certainly the importance of supporting Israel. But don't just kind of lump them all together and say, okay, well, we're just going to give a little drop in the bucket to the border. And then we could say, boy, didn't we do a great job, Democrats? I mean, that that is ridiculous. But they know, the Democrats, that they are in a hole. They see the poll numbers. They see how bad it is. I mean, President Biden is being abysmally slammed. I mean, it is unbelievable, the numbers on the border. His approval numbers overall are 33 percent. And on the border, Depending on the various polls, sometimes they're 20 percent, 18, 19 percent. So one poll I saw said 13 percent approval on the border. I want to know who are the 13 who actually thinks he is doing a good job. But boy, the Democrats are coming out with anything they can. As I mentioned, President Trump was in court today and you see this shot of him and he's holding up his hand. He was waving to, I think, to the crowd, you know, as he was going in and out. I think, I'm not sure if it was in court or if he was leaving Trump Tower as he's waving. And he had a little red spot on his hands, right? It looked like like a little cut or something. I saw the picture. I didn't think anything of it. It looked like he had like a little cut or something happened or, you know, whatever, you know, I had something. Who knows what it is, right? Well, James Carville, who is the legendary Democratic consultant, Uh, Of course, uh, the other half of Mary, uh, you know, Madeline, remember, and James Carville, the two of them, the couple, uh, her conservative, him Democrat, the, you know, folksy guy, you know, and and he's all been very funny, makes some comments. 
Well, today, boy, you should hear what he had to say about those little red spots on the president's hand. It is making tons of headlines. And this is the the doozy line of the day. Listen to this one. If you go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up, there's a story that talks about Trump having hand cuts. And you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores. And the answer is immediate and unanimous. Secondary syphilis. All right. I think I think there's a good chance this man has to clap. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I think we need to play that again because that was just a jaw dropper. We're all here in the studio going, are you kidding me? I, I mean, that is he has a cut on his hand and James Carville, who normally I mean, he's kind of a little more reason sometimes did his own little investigation and determined that, I guess, red sores are syphilis. Uh, that's a new one. Uh, you know, uh, that is really a new one. I guess, let's see, they have 91 counts against Trump. Uh, they got more coming, right? Uh, what else can they do to him? And now let's just say he's got syphilis. So maybe maybe the next thing they're going to say is that he's got like measles, like a rare form of measles. So nobody should be within uh, 10 miles of him. You know, he's got, uh, you know, the this rare disease that's going to, like, infect the entire world. So we think we should just put him on an isolated, you know, uh, island somewhere and maybe leave him there. <laughs> but for starters, he's got the clap. Listen to this one again. This is James Garville. If you go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up, there's a story that talks about Trump having hand cuts. And you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores. And the answer is immediate and unanimous. Secondary syphilis. All right. I think I think there's a good chance this man has to clap. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. That is incredible. That is just incredible. Uh, Let's go to Norm from Brooklyn. Norm, uh, your assessment. That is absolutely ridiculous. You go to any dermatologist's office and you, I mean, there's all sorts of things. It could be, uh, you know, like they have these things as pre, pre-cancer, pre-carcinomas, which you, you burn them off. I mean, that's it. I mean, it could be a million things. What about dry um, hands? The, weather, the weather's cold, you know? I mean, yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks, <laughs> you know, and, and, and James Carwell should be the last. James Carroll should be the last one speaking. I mean, look at him. He looks like a damn skeleton, for God's sake. So he's the last one that should be pointing finger at anything about health conditions. Can you believe, right. can you believe, Norm? Uh, but, but, Norm, you know what, to me, when I heard it, I thought, boy, these people, I mean, I'm, be, I'm making a joke about the, you know, the, the measles that, like, they're going to come mm-hmm. up. But I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for them to say, uh, okay, let's see. Uh, all these cases haven't worked. They're only helping Trump. That oh shoot, that's backfiring. Maybe if we say he's got syphilis, or maybe if we say he's got you know um, some rare disease that if you come within a mile right. of him, I mean, it's like it's just it is so incredible that that like even even uh, uh, you know what if he's missing a button, they're going to say what it's the syphilis. <laughs> you know, I mean, give me yes. a break. Norm, yes, go ahead. Oh, no. Well, with Kamala Harris, I mean, you know, she says that 
that Biden is the person to be president and, and speaking all glory, you know, all, all, all mightily about him. I mean, I seem to recall, didn't she call him a racist three years ago when she was debating him? I mean, didn't didn't she say that Biden was a racist? Number one. Yeah. And, oh, yes. The, yeah. The busing. Remember the bus, the famous bus line. She yes. said that girl was me. Remember, I had to go segregated right. busing. And thanks to you, you know. And in, and in the hypocrisy mode, when you were talking about the people of, of The View, didn't they have Trump on when he had a TV show? I seem to recall Trump, um, Donald Trump being on that TV show and then, you know, treating him nicely and, 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 and flirty with him and all this stuff. I mean, I seem to recall that. I don't know. It may have been a different show because I know he was on, he was on lots of shows. But I seem to recall him being on The View. Oh, yeah. And he was also on, uh, I think, Saturday Night Live, a whole bunch of places right, right, that right. now, like, uh, you know, endless stream of mockery. You're right. Like when when when, uh, you know, before he ran for president, uh, he seemed to have all those people loved him. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like because what he wasn't their political stripe. Now he's what got syphilis. Right, now he's a devil. <laughs> Right. With syphilis. Don't forget about that with the clap. Right. He's a a syphilitic devil now. (laughs) Unbelievable. Norm, it is incredible. You're right. Uh, The hypocrisy of the left. Thank you very much, Norm. We'll continue your calls. Everybody, 1-800-848-9222. Can you believe what James Carville said? Uh, what was what did Norm just say? A, a syphilistic uh, devil. That was a good line. <laughs> I just call it the clap. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up in the next hour here, we'll continue talking about President Trump, but also Hunter Biden as new news about where the cocaine was found. And we're not talking about at the White House, as far as we know, uh, but lots of new details on that. Also, uh, this horrible case of a crossing guard who worked at a school in New York City. Um, He goes on the subway, tries to break up a fight. He gets shot to death. And this comes on the heels of Daniel Penny. Remember that heroic Marine who was on the subway defending other people on the subway when the crazy guy got on the train and his case today uh, was not dismissed by the court. So he is going to be dealing with this for quite a while uh, as this case is now going to trial. What does that say about people who try to stand up, do the right thing and now are being targeted by the justice system. We're going to talk about that and so much more in the next hour here on The Rita Cosby Show. And also, who do you think President Trump will pick for a vice president? Who do you think he should pick? He said the other day in a town hall that he knows who it is, but he's not going to announce it yet. So if you had a choice, who do you think you would want him to pick? Uh, And if you're Joe Biden, do you think you're going to stick with Kamala Harris? Do you think Joe Biden's going to stay on the ticket? I don't even know. I'm telling you, he just looks so lethargic. He looks so out of it. And you could tell that Kamala Harris is trying to step up her game and step up the attacks 
And meantime, the Democrats are clearly trying to step up their attacks because they see what we all see. They see that President Trump is doing very well in the polls. He had that enormous win in Iowa. Uh, He's now doing very well also in New Hampshire. Then it's on to South Carolina, where he's sure to do quite well there, too, as well. Of course, uh, then you got Nevada. Then you got the big Super Tuesday contest. And they're going, whoa, wait a minute. This guy's Liam Sharp. Uh, some of his policies are clearly in line with many Americans. And they're worried. And that's why they're throwing out the James Carville uh, syphilis line against President Trump, which is certainly one for the record books. I didn't see that on my bingo card this year. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Um, Mike, uh, first of all, you're right there. Uh, you know how much I love South Carolina. Do you think South Carolina right. is going to seal it for Trump? Um, and that at that point, the race is, is a is a done deal for him? That would be great. You know, as a as new South uh, Kakalakian, I am, I call it Kakalakian. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, by the uh, way, what did you make of the syphilis shot. line, Mike? You, I mean, that is definitely one for the record books, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. You know, I hope so, because he's got the mojo going. And uh, like I mentioned to Matt, I'm going to say a little something, my opinion about uh, Kamala Harris. Hey, you know what, Kamala? You talk with your fingers and your hands and your fingers. You should flash your pearly whites, you know, and do something constructive. You're just a puppet. Okay, what are you going to say next? And stop playing the race card like you do with Nikki and others. You know what? Get, Get real. Get real and stop following, you know, the, the Democratic uh, mantra, the devils, I call them. I've never seen it in my 69 years, the, the political uh, uh, hacking that's going on, going on and the lies, constant lies. Yeah, you're doing a great job, Camilla. You know what? And maybe, uh, yeah, maybe when Trump gets in office, uh, uh, maybe you can work for, uh, you know, Barack Obama and, and do his uh, Obamacare. I get that on my phone all the time. He's a billionaire, Curtis said, and Curtis calls and giggles. And you, you know, hey, you know what? How is he a billionaire? Oh, he's a shakedown artist. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, there there are so many there are so many of these characters around that you're so eloquently describing, Mike. Thank you very much. Let's go to Joe, line one. Uh, Joe, your thoughts on Kamala Harris? Stay focused. I'm going to stay focused, and the screen the screen looks set. That I don't have to mention pause of war, so I'm not going to mention them, how the great work they do. All right, go ahead anyway, Joe. Kamala Harris is a cackling creep. She she bounced from bed to bed, from local state to federal. She is a, she's just a disgrace. She's of the Herman Goering psychotic, that if you repeat the nonsense, the mierda, the manure, to uh, the people, they'll believe it after a while. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think she thinks if you say it over and over and over again, maybe somebody's going to believe it. Uh, But I don't even think the Democrats believe it. I just think they are trying to get some sort of messaging out. They know how bad they're looking in the polls. They know that Kamala is tanking. Uh, That's why she's getting media training.